Hey, welcome to I'm That Mom, the podcast about motherhood without the pressure of perfection. My name is Katie. I'm a self-taught entrepreneur who started my baby company while pregnant and grew it to an eight-figure business as a single mom of three. Join us as we discuss the fun, funny, and messy parts of motherhood. We're certainly not experts. We're just here to support all the moms and hopefully, collectively, we don't completely get up. Okay, we're here. We're going. This is our first podcast. Okay, I'm Katie. This is definitely the first time we've ever done this, but we're going to we're going to kill it per usual. And you're going to ask me the best questions ever and we're going to start a conversation and and let's see where it goes. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in then cuz I think a lot of us already know about Caden Lane, but tell us what made you want to start the baby clothing line? Oh gosh, well, baby clothing now, right? The crazy part is, is it's not really how it started. Um, I actually started this company fresh out of college. I was engaged, planning my wedding and, you know, obsessing over all the things. And I knew that I wanted to create a product. And so, right, every woman or, or women that grow up loving fashion, like we want to create apparel. But I knew that the industry was just oversaturated and I needed to think of something that was going to be an easier way in. And so like our age, right, like 24, 25, your friends start getting married and I remember being in the car with a good friend um, that had just had her first baby, and she had this horrible diaper bag in the back seat of her car. Like it was the kind that's like smocked and had like choo-choo trains on the front and was quilted and like a backpack. And it just and this was not this mom. Like she was the mom that was always put together, funny. She was a teacher. Like she had her life together, but her diaper bag was horrible. And I remember the moment where we were sitting in the car and we were driving and I asked her about it and she was like, well, this was the best I could find. And I said, oh my God, like this is what I need to do. But remember, I didn't even have kids at this point. So learning about what a diaper bag needed, I was like, it can't be that different than like your favorite purse, right? Just needs pockets for bottles, pockets for diapers, lots of pockets. That seemed to be like the general rule that moms were telling me. And so, I mean, that was kind of that moment like where I said, okay, I'm going to start with diaper bags. So diaper bags is how Caden Lane started, not apparel, um, which it's grown and there's been so many products in between, but it's been a crazy ride. So knowing nothing about manufacturing, like literally nothing. I can't even sew a button onto a shirt. It's so bad. Um, but I figured it out. I can draw. And I remember drawing like my first bag just on a piece of paper and kind of looking for manufacturers, getting online. This is long before these websites now where you can like go and find any manufacturer you want and source. And, you know, we're based here in Texas. And so Mexico is like our next door neighbor. And so my first manufacturer was actually in Guadalajara. And hablo un poquito español. <laughs> like that. I don't even have an accent, but I minored in Spanish in college. So it ended up, it was one of the few things I took from my degree that really like helped, right, with school. I don't know. So I w planned my trip to go down to Mexico to meet this manufacturer. Literally weeks before, find out I'm pregnant. 
So I pack up my stuff. I tell my um, husband at the time, I'm like, I'm going down to meet with this manufacturer. He's like, you can't do that by yourself. Of course, I was like, watch me. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Um, And I went down and we made the first samples. And I mean, it was, looking back now, it was crazy. I don't think I could like go down as like a young 25-year-old pregnant to Mexico to some place I'd never been and do it all over. But I was fearless and it was amazing, right? Um, So I came back and found out that I was having a little boy, which I have a feeling you're going to ask me how we came up with the name Caden Lane because that seems to be like the number one question people ask, like, where did Caden Lane come from? So when you start a company, right, like the first thing is you have to think of a name. So I had established that I was going to do a diaper bag company. Remember at the moment, at the time I wasn't pregnant, then found out I was pregnant and just being in kind of like familiar with all the baby products, I said, the one thing I don't want to do is name my company like after my children, right? There's so many baby products out there that are like giggles and diapers and, you know, Jack and Lily and, you know, love and cushy, like these just kind of cheesy names. And I wanted something that was more timeless and something that could really like grow with the brand and or the brand could grow with it and it could be anything. And so my first company, so I'm going to rewind back like I'm all over the map here on stories, but my very first company, my first experience as an entrepreneur was in college and I was a photographer and I would go to daycare centers and photograph little babies with like Santa Claus and bunnies and we even, being in Texas, trailered a pony around to horses and or, uh, schools and took pictures of kids sitting on horses, yeah. So fun. But it was great. And I killed it. I'd stay up. We'd work for like six weeks. It was my first experience with business. I loved it. But the one thing I remembered is that every little boy that came in that was like so cute and so sweet, his name was Caden. And it was like kind of, I mean, I was 19, 20, 21 when I was doing this. And I said, that is going to be my kid's name. So you know how every woman, like at the age of like probably 16, right? We start thinking or dreaming about having a baby and we obsess over names that we think we're going to name them. Like when, I don't know, friends came out, like everyone wanted to name their baby Emma because Jennifer Aniston named their baby Emma, like that kind of thing. Well, I wanted the name Caden. And so when I was really in that process of trying to figure out what I was going to name my company, my younger sister got pregnant and announced to our whole family that she was naming her child Caden. And I was furious. I remember like calling my mom and going, this isn't fair. She stole my name. I'm like 25 at this point, right? Like you're 24 years old, like temper tantrum, not allowed. Through a complete temper tantrum, my mom's like, well, she's pregnant. You're not. And I'm like, that's bullshit, but whatever. So you know what I did? I went down and I registered it and trademarked it and it became my name. So literally like the company got named because like despite, right, that my sister tried to steal it and the only thing I could do. So then, of course, I like made the call and I said, okay, well, you can name your child that, but I've already trademarked it and that's my company. And so if you're going to name your child after my company, that's fine. She named her baby something else. (laughs) But as karma will have it, I then found out I was having a boy and I was like, damn it. I gave my best baby name to my company. And so my son's name is Cade. And I tell people, like, to this day, right, he's 17. He just turned 17. People are like, oh, that's so cute. Like, you named your company after your baby. I'm like, no. Actually, company came first. And then I named Cade. 
And it was not after my company and his name's not Caden. And I said, technically, my child was named after my company. So I did it completely backwards. Whatever. Okay, so I established the name, Caden Lane. Like it just has a good ring. I love that it could just be a name that could be anything. And um, it was time for me to order my first order. So remember, at this moment, I had no stores. Like I, all I had was six diaper bags. It was like three styles. They were brown and black with like simple pink and blue trim, I remember. And the insides had the prints and the colors because I've always had a thing for color. I just – I love it. It makes me happy. Like I'm wearing a black shirt, but – Actually, I really love color. <laughs> and I loved the surprise of it, that you'd open a diaper bag and it was like the fun was inside. And I, But it was black or brown, so it went with everybody's outfits. And I felt like it was more made for mom and less made for baby, whereas before it was like, like I said, like quilting and choo-choo trains and it was too baby. And so I had to come up with the money, right? To You start a company. And what I did is while in college, I was in Austin and I'm a huge lake girl. Like if anybody asks where I relax, it's always by the lake. And so I saved up all my money and I bought a boat and I trailered it around in college. That's a whole nother podcast (laughs) with interviews. (laughs) It was so much fun, but I sold it and I used the money from my boat to fund my company. And so I actually placed like a $20,000 purchase order in Mexico. Like they could have taken my money and ran and bought like some beach house and like just done whatever with it. But I just knew and I had faith and I I felt like I was onto something. And so I got my first order. It was delivered into our home, our first house. And the entire garage was filled with boxes of diaper bags. And at this point, I'm like five months pregnant too. And so I packed up the car and I went to the first store. And, you know, I walked into the first store with bags on my shoulders and met the store owner. It was a maternity store who actually the owner of it is still my best friend today. So I love that like you know, serendipitous kind of stories. But, um, and then I went to the next store and they ordered. And then I went to the next store and I drove to Houston and I got those stores. And then I drove to Dallas. And so, I mean, I literally went door to door puking, mind you, the entire way through. I mean, I was pregnant belly, nauseous, horrible, like six diaper bags on my bag in, you know, the heat of Texas summer, right? And just kind of walking in and winging it. And I went from, you know, a handful of stores in Texas to then a handful of states and then expanded beyond there and then, you know, got stores internationally. And I knew I was on to something and I wanted to plan my first market. And so this is prior to websites, right? Like this is 17 years ago. So brands didn't have like websites and accessibility to stores like they do today. And so we um, had to go to market and the biggest market was in New York. So I know, right, like at this point to really get outside of Texas stores, I needed to go to market. But I was eight months pregnant. And so I had to go to my OB and convince her, right? So market was literally four weeks after my due date. And I knew like I'm the person that's going to be pregnant for 42 weeks. <laughs> and I'm a planner. Like pencil it in was my due date. Like I was ready. And, you know, I wanted to induce like the whole thing. Doctor wouldn't let me. So I went in, met with my doctor, and I told her. I said, look, we need to talk. 
I'm either taking a four-week-old to New York market or I'm taking a six-week-old. And she's like, what do you mean you're going to market? I was like, I started a company. It's called Caden Lane. She's like, well, you're taking a six-week-old. This is your first baby. I was like, yes, I am. Like, it's fine. Like, it can't be that hard. I got this. And so we argued back and forth. I'm pretty sure I told her I was going to be stripping my membranes if she didn't. And so she agreed. We scheduled an induction, which, mind you, my due date was literally like a week after my birthday. And so I didn't want to have the baby on my birthday. And so on top of scheduling for market, I was like, and also July is a really good birthstone. And if we could avoid July 2nd, because that's my birthday. And she was like, okay, so we're going to induce you day before. I was like, perfect. I'll be able to take a six-week-old to market. It's He's not going to be born on my birthday. Karma, right? Like karma's a bitch. <laughs> Guess who labored for 24 hours and then had her baby on her birthday but it's fine. He's via C-section. Via C-section. But now, like, I am very pro-C-section. So I didn't do the whole, like, you know, V-back and try both ways. I was like, I'm only ruining one way out. And so my last two kids were C-section. And I will say that now at 43, my friends that all had vaginal births can't jump on a trampoline. Guess who can jump on a trampoline <laughs> doesn't have any problems. But... It's how it worked out, and it's great. And what's important was a happy, healthy baby, right? I packed up my diaper bags, and we headed off to New York with a six-week-old strapped to my chest and my best friend in tow. We set up at market. Nordstrom came by. I didn't know what I was doing. I remember them asking questions about, like, SKUs and barcodes, and I was like, I don't know. Like, don't you like my diaper bag? You know, and my newborn. And it turns out, too, like, I have to mention, a pregnant woman selling diaper bags is like the best marketing scheme ever. And then also a, pre- a new mom with a six-week-old explaining why her diaper bags are so amazing. Also brilliant. <laughs> Didn't sleep. I mean, I remember hiding behind the curtain to breastfeed every three hours. I mean, it was a whirlwind. But looking back now, like the pictures are just, its it was crazy and it was fun and we just made it work. And now all your kids have gone to market with you. All my kids. So every single baby. Yeah, I remember like, because you can't plan that, right? Like me, of course, I'm like, we can only have sex and get pregnant this month because market is this month. And <laughs> like, I have to. No, it never worked out that way. I took every one of my babies to market. I I think I have pictures like in Atlanta and Dallas and New York. like, of, And I've tried all the slings and baby carriers because I would learn like, well, this one hurts after standing all day or this one, you know, and it was it was great. Like we just passed around the baby and I made it work and we'd have strollers and carriers. I had like a little station in my booth and right around four months is when I made them start staying home. Um, but yeah, they went with me. They've they played with calculators in the corner. Like I am that story where they're my kids, I think one day will tell their kids, like, yeah, mom just like dragged us along. <laughs> Like, we didn't have a childhood. We went to market. But I love that because throughout the growth of Kate and Lane, you've always found a way to make it work. Always. And, you know, we've I've been through so many offices and I've been through so many, you know, we just finished a brand new building two years ago that we always, you know, already grew out of. Now we're starting a new building. And, you know, I work with almost all women. I love your new mom. Like, I love it. I love being able to show women that you can have both, like that we can be really great moms and have careers and and that our kids, like how awesome that when the kids come to work and they get to see that like you enjoy what you do. Like I think that's the part that 
is really cool. And and I learned it. My mom's an entrepreneur. You know, I watched her work. And of course, when I was a teenager, I was like, this isn't fair. Like all my friends' moms are at all their things and they're obsessed with them. And my mom, you know, was up till 2 a.m. working and and all the things. But um, but I can appreciate it now. I think it's I think it's great. You know, our kids sometimes come to work, like if they're sick or I go home and I work when they're not feeling good. But yeah. So your passion for entrepreneurship began at a very early age and you knew right away that you wanted to have family and a business. So talk a little bit more about that. Yes. And it's so relevant right now because my oldest is about to go off into college and he's trying to decide like what his major is. And I remember being in college and I went to UT hook them horns. <laughs> and, and I I wanted both. Like I wanted the career and the business and the dream. But at the same time, I wanted the family too. Like I remember, you know, I've, I've always wanted kids. Like I love kids and newborn and their smell and it's like crack and you can eat them. Like I wanted the whole thing. But then I also wanted to be a powerhouse and like run a huge company. And I I I don't think I ever felt like I had to pick one or the other. I just knew that I could have both. And so going into it, and of course, like my company came first and then the baby was like months after. <laughs> Ideally, I don't recommend you like doing them at the exact same time. But also like, you know, you you can't control things like that. And I think it's important just to run with it. And if it's if it's all happening, then it's happening and you make the best of it. Okay, so we got a lot of your background and your history, but you tell us who is Katie Mamary? I, you know what? I think I'm not who you think I am. Like, you know, even doing this, like I'm super uncomfortable and that's, and I forgot to take my anxiety meds. And so that's why y'all keep pouring me champagne. <laughs> this is a disaster and it's on film and I'm bright red, the whole thing. Like this isn't natural to me, right? What's natural to me is just doing what I love. And a long time ago, somebody told me, if you figure out what you love to do and then you can figure out a way to make money doing it, like you win at life. And so I'm just that person, like trying to make sure that I wake up and enjoy my job. I am not the girl that like wants to be on stage talking to 50,000 people. <laughs> like I'm the person that wants to be on my back patio, like at the lake with no makeup on. And, you know, what do they call it? Like imposter syndrome. I am like the poster child, like the Gerber baby. I should be the mom for that. I mean, it's I'm balancing this like career, right? And then motherhood. And I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even I'm pretty sure I'm like blacklisted from my kids school's emails because I feel like every other mom gets every email and knows what's happening. And I'm the one that's like, what do you mean the first day of school is tomorrow? Like, holy shit. <laughs> or, you know, I just I'm winging it and I, that's probably like, that's who I am is I'm just figuring it out day to day. There is no perfection. There is no rules. I'm completely unconventional. Who am I? I'm not an alcoholic because I can have one glass of wine a day and stop. So I can definitely take that off the checklist. I am kind of a little OCD. I like things organized and clean, but my car is a disaster. I'm the mom that like wants her kids to figure it out by themselves. Like I'm not the helicopter mom. You want them to be as driven as you are. Yeah. And how do you teach your kids that? You know, that's like my struggle now is like, how did I learn it? And how did maybe some of my siblings didn't? And I think it just comes like within and it 
probably stems from that power of like what makes you happy. And I, what makes me happy is somebody not telling me what to do. Like if you tell me what to do, I like immediately I'm all, oh, we'll do the opposite, <laughs> you know? And I am in the position where I get to create this environment that I work in. And I tried working from home and it is not for me because one, I snack all day. Two, there's nobody there to tell me I can't drink. That's bad. <laughs> I'm going to sound like an alcoholic after this. And three, I just like the, I like a little bit of separation. Like I go to work and it's about me and then I come home and it's about the kids. And so what's really cool is when I created this company, I knew that I always wanted it to be this environment that just kind of lifted up moms and working women in general, you know, before they had kids or after they had kids. And so even to this day, like, this is probably the most makeup you'll see on my face. <laughs> like we show up in our pajamas to work. I call it comfy to create. I think you can be yourself and we don't need to be in suits and we don't need to fit the mold. Like we're running a badass nine-figure company and half of us show up in our sweatsuits. And that is winning in life. And I think, you know, that for me is a goal with our culture in general I've got a team of stay-at-home moms that work from home and help create our products every day. And I have, um, you know, one of our girls just had a baby and I can't, I'm like waiting for her to bring the baby into work next week so we can all pass it around because that's like, it. you know, like when you just hold the newborn, it's just like baby crack. I love that our work culture is supports families and that, you know, I I'm excited. I have four pregnant people working for me right now. <laughs> that gives me a little anxiety, but also I know how amazing it is because they're like my babies. Like I get to be a grandma before even I'm old enough to be a grandma. I'm an auntie. I'm Auntie Katie. But I love these people and I love everyone that works with us. And I think we all have that that connection and you don't get to recreate that in the corporate world. I get asked a lot, right? Like how did you start it or how did you come up with the idea? And I think it goes back to that, you know, I wanted both. I wanted the family and I wanted the company. And I never, I, I'm not a risk taker. I don't gamble, you know, but I'm a little bit fearless, I guess. Like I just, I didn't accept for myself that it wasn't going to work. I just thought, well, it's like a roller coaster, right? Like we're going to have ups and downs. And so, and you, really, like now it work, doesn't work to my favor because every time we're on an up and I'm like, it's coming, the down's coming, you know, but I I know it, it happens like that. And I grew up with a really strong mother that worked and I saw her grow her company huge and she was her own boss and I wanted to be my own boss. I didn't, you know, I even today I want my husband to be my partner. You know, he's not better than me. He's not, he's definitely not my boss. <laughs> and I I wanted to make the own my own decisions in my life. And I think that's where the entrepreneurial like spirit lives. And so if like a new mom was asking like, how did you do it and how can I do it? I would say take the mom thing out of it. That's just like who you are, right? And I have kids, but it's not, it doesn't define me. And running my company or doing what I love and creating products and taking pictures of babies and interacting with new moms and trying to help them make their lives easier is where is what fueled my lack of fear, maybe, right? Like I just felt like 
well, maybe if I can make it better for one person, like one mom that her nursery is her favorite room in her house or one mom that loves her diaper bag and carries it as her purse also. Or today, you know, the one mom where the biggest day in her life is her child's birth. And we get to be a part of that. Like we're the first outfit that she puts on her baby and we're in her picture that she introduces her baby to the world. And we're the swaddle that like she goes into the nursery and smells and dreams of her baby because she sees the name on the swaddle. Like to be that emotionally connected with our customers and make that much of an impact. I mean, every new mom has a box, right? Of like their favorite, like the first outfits the baby wore and the baby book and like maybe the umbilical cord. That's kind of gross, but you keep all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in there. And so in like 20 years when these babies are pulling out their outfits for their newborns, you know, and they they pull out their little Caden Lane gown or their footie or tell a story about how this was her first swaddle or her favorite blanket. And so our company's evolved, right? Like we don't even make diaper bags anymore, but they may be coming soon. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just, I think that my company's changed with me and that's what makes us unconventional is that we're going to be whatever our moms need us to be. And it's why we're here filming this podcast, right? Like my whole goal is I want to, take out like let's talk about how there's no rules you know I there's no rules on how you mother I mean if you want to stay at home and read all the books and have a schedule and that works for you then it's going to make you a better mom you know what works for me is having something during the day that's me and then I go home and my whole goal in like raising my children is to not raise assholes (laughs) like that's probably not the best goal but if they're good people and like live good lives and they're not assholes like they're not some jerk you know or I just don't want them to be assholes like that's the best way to put it and I feel like if I do that I don't even need them to be straight A students I mean I really like as an entrepreneur and owning my own business and like being this like fake powerhouse of (laughs) women working like the whole thing my whole goal is well I want my kids to love what they do also and well, or 80% of the time, I think there's like an 80-20 rule because like 20% of the time, I definitely hate my job. And that's, and 20% of the time, I don't even like my kids. But 80%, I'm winning, right? And 80% of the time, I feel good about it. And if we can like help normalize average parenting, <laughs> like if we can help normalize like taking out that perfection or just Letting moms know that there's no rules. Like, I shouldn't feel guilty that I had a C-section. And I shouldn't feel guilty that I took my six-week-old to market. I think that's kind of badass. You know, I want my daughter to do that. Or I want her to stay home if that's what, you know, she wants to do. But I think that women need to start supporting each other better and realizing that what works for you doesn't work for me and what works for me might not work for you. But also, like, here's some really great, like, tips and tricks. You know, I used to throw... 500 pacifiers in my baby's crib because I would be damned if they woke up in the middle of the night and didn't have a passy to find. And, you know, but if you tell me you don't want to use pacifiers and you want themselves to soothe, I think that's great too. Like, you do you, I'm going to do me. 
<laughs> and, you know, more happy people in this world. We could use more happy people in this world for sure. That was so fun. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And I hope you found a little nugget of something helpful in there. If you're curious about our brand and what we've been up to, you can check us out at cadenlane.com or join us on social where we've got several exciting projects that we can't wait to get you involved in. See you soon.